All right, as we come up on our last half hour for this show of Real Presence Live on your upper Midwest Real Presence Radio Network, it's been a pleasure to be with you. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I'm coming to you from my office here at the Church of Corpus Christi in Bismarck, where I am pastor. Uh, Karen Selinski is, is here, uh, our listener uh, re- relationship uh, coordinator. She gets me on the air. And my, my next guest, my, my last guest, um, as I said, another favorite Minnesota bishop of mine, Bishop John Quinn from the Diocese of Winona. Bishop, uh, good morning to you. Good morning, Monsignor, and thank you again for your always your gracious invitation uh, to be on Real Presence Radio. I always find it uh, a time to really talk about our faith, but also to know that so many people who may not normally have an opportunity to listen uh, because they have such busy lives, maybe in the car, or this is some time when they've got the radio on at home, and so it's a it's a time of great blessing. And we we first met in, in the car. I, I, the the first time we met, Bishop, I was the airport runner for Bishop Kagan. I, I was shuttling bishops from the Dickinson Airport to Medora. I I, I bring this up every time I talk to you, and I, I think do you remember that? Oh, well, of course I do. Because okay. <laughs> that was when we had our uh, August meeting, uh, and well, uh, it was my first time I've had to. Uh, really see the beauty of uh, North Dakota, but also, my gosh, did I learn a lot about the uh, process of, uh, you know, extracting the oil from the I jail. Think, yes, yes, yeah. yes. I, I, that I, was I, quite I, an event. I had your attention for about 40 minutes. You couldn't go anywhere sitting in the truck, so I appreciate well, you. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate was, you listening to me. It was great meeting you, Monsignor, and uh, to hear about your ministry which uh, I know uh, is so much involved with, uh, not only with that, but you really have the heart of a shepherd for all your people. Today, uh, Bishop, is the feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary. And it's great to have uh, you on uh, as uh, a successor uh, of the Apostles to to talk about the Rosary, to talk about uh, praying to Mary as a, who intercedes for us. Uh, why, why is this feast day uh, of Our Lady of the Rosary? Why is this feast day significant for Catholics? It's uh, significant for us because it, it's a very uh, strong reminder of the power of the Rosary. Uh, The Feast of Our Lady of the Rosary, of course, goes back to the Battle of Lepanto, when an invading force uh, in uh, coming through Greece wanted to bring and spread uh, the Islamic faith through Europe. And uh, St. Pius V asked the faithful, uh, God's people, to pray the Rosary, to pray it intently, and because of that uh, uh, strong intercession to Mary and the Rosary, of course, uh, they were successful in keeping the invading force from uh, coming into Europe with and changing or becoming now a, a either an alternative or a um, persecuting force against Christians. So you see the origin of it, and it reminds us how Mary protects us, Mary intercedes for us. So it really has deepened in all of us the devotion to the Rosary and to the mysteries of the Rosary we celebrate each time we pray the Rosary. Uh, 
I commented uh, a couple times how I had a recent um, marriage prep, and as I visit with them about their life of faith, and you know, many of them are cradle Catholics who have left and come back. Or anyway, every story is unique. The Holy Spirit is, you know, unique in many ways, always. And um, she she indicated how the intercession of Mary brought her back to the Catholic faith. And it was it was so heartfelt, and she was so convicted by it, uh, convinced of it, that um, she has become just a, a, a tremendous pat, uh, practicing Catholic today. Why, why is that prayer? Uh, and the Hail Mary is, is, is one prayer of the Rosary. Why, why is that prayer so powerful? It's very powerful because uh, each time we pray the Rosary, of course, we're praying the Our Father, uh, we begin with the Creed. These are very, uh, they sum up our faith. But all of the uh, Hail Marys were interceding and asking the Virgin Mary to, you know, pray for us now and at the hour of our death. And uh, we repeat that over and over again uh, as a sign of our trust. But each of those mysteries, uh, each time we come to the Our Father, we're talking about the mysteries of our salvation and how the Lord has uh, acted on our behalf, not only through the Incarnation, but all of the events that led to our salvation. And we celebrate those in the Rosary. So while Mary intercedes for us, we're celebrating what Christ has done for us. So Mary, once again, she brings us to her only Son. You have an event coming up at your diocese, uh, an upcoming consecration of your diocese uh, to the uh, Immaculate uh, Heart. Uh, tell us about that, Bishop Quinn. Yes, uh, it really uh, goes back even before I was bishop here. Uh, it was customary that in a Marian feast, and this year we're doing it on Our Lady of the Rosary, but that the entire diocese is rededicated to, to Mary and to her intercession. Um, and then each of the parishes in the coming week, or maybe a few weeks, because there's also parish calendars, but then each parish has a dedication of its community to the Blessed Mother and to her intercession. You know, we live in a, a culture uh, where there is so much disruption, there's so much challenge to our Catholic faith, and we know that uh, it is Mary who will intercede for us, especially with the evils that we struggle with, particularly those who are um, believing other things than the truths of our faith. So we feel very strongly that we ask Mary to bring her mantle over our diocese, over all of us, and dedicate ourselves to her, her purity, but especially how in her life she's the first tabernacle. Uh, she is the one who carried Jesus Christ in his divinity and humanity. And so she has a unique role, and she, of course, is our mother. She Bishop, hears us like a good mother. Bishop John Quinn is my guest, the Bishop of the Diocese of Winona in, in, in uh, Minnesota, and we're, we're talking on this feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary. Uh, about the renewal of the consecration of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And um, when we talk about a consecration, uh, 
Bishop. Um, what what um, the, 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 let's go through again the, the why and the how. You you certainly encourage our listeners to make a personal consecration to Our Lady. Why why would you encourage that? Well, I, we all may have a devotion to Mary, but there's also when in midst the devotion, we also make a very clear intention uh, to ask for Mary's intercession. So when we consecrate the diocese, we are very visibly and publicly stating that uh, she is our intercessor, and we're entrusting the Church, all of its members, our religious, our deacons, our priests, and of course I include myself and ask them to pray for the bishop, but that all of us would be under her protection uh, to keep us from evil, but to keep us evangelizing, and to keep us about the works of Christ, and not to deviate. And so while we pray every day and we have devotion, consecration makes it very public and very specific, as when we do it in our own lives. You have a dedication Mass uh, this evening, is that correct? We do it at 5 o'clock, 5.15 actually, and of course our seminary here is the Seminary of the Immaculate Heart of Mary, and all of our seminarians who come from 14 different dioceses uh, up in the upper Midwest uh, will be joining me along with those who are able to come. Tell us a little bit about your your seminarians and your seminary, uh, Bishop Quinn. Um, I left the seminary in 1993, um, and I have seminarians with me during the summer. Uh, how are vocations in the diocese of Winona, Rochester, and how's your seminary doing? Yes, we're really blessed, uh, again, because of prayer. I know that um, vocations don't come because of slick brochures. They come from prayer. They come because uh, young men see priests who are happy and healthy and holy, who are doing God's work, and an invitation. And uh, this year, studying for uh, the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, we have 21 men uh, from the college level all the way up through theology. And one of them will be ordained in 2022 to the priesthood. And that's really the work of prayer. Uh, all of those who beg the Harvest Master. And then at the seminary, uh, which is a college level, uh, and it's on the campus of St. Mary's University here in Winona, we have um, 52 young men studying. And so we can only take 60 so we're almost at capacity, and these are great young men. Great young men. I found that they're they're healthy. They're they're happy to to be committing uh, to uh, to discern. And you know, seminary is a time for for the seminarian to discern, to, along with the church who discerns. But but I I like how how you said we we do indeed uh, beg the the harvest master. Uh, for 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 seminarians and for vocations 
to the religious life as well, uh, sisters and, and brothers, and uh, to, to live a consecrated life. Um, and I, I like how you, how you put that, particularly in this month of October, uh, where we, we have harvest around us, to indeed uh, beg the harvest master. That's right. And you have to be humble about it, and you have to come on your knees. Uh, I teach at St. Mary's University. I'm very grateful for having a Catholic university. But uh, I tell my students when I'm teaching in theology, particularly this semester I have, I'm teaching the Trinity course, you know, you've got to beg the Lord. You've got to get on your knees if you're going to do theology. Otherwise, it's simply ideas, and you're dialoguing with books, and you're not allowing the grace of the triune God. And it's not changing you. It's not bringing you either to a deeper uh, conversion or to a deeper intimacy with God. You may as well just study biochemistry, because it's it's a series of ideas. Theology is meant, as they say, get on your knees, because you're in the midst of the holy... Indeed. Uh, Bishop Quinn is my guest from the Diocese of Winona, Rochester, and we're visiting with him on this feast day of Our Lady of Rosary about the renewal of the consecration of his diocese and how we can uh, consecrate our lives uh, to, to Our Lady. Uh, Bishop Quinn, how, how would a listener do that? Uh, do, you, do you Google consecration to Our Lady? That's one option. Find a prayer. Uh, can they do that? Many people have wondered, can they do it alone? Do they need to be with a priest? How would you advise uh, our listeners who may be inquiring? I think we've lost Bishop Quinn temporarily. I think we have. Mm-hmm. We'll take a short break. We'll bring back the bishop. Uh, but let's take a short break, Eli. As we come up on 46 minutes past the hour, We'll have the bishop answer that question uh, before our closing thoughts as we move to the top of the hour, wherever you are, in our Real Presence Radio Network. We'll be back in just one moment. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. The Knights of Columbus have so much to offer for individuals who sometimes say, we are too busy, I cannot join. That absolutely, positively is a good thing that you're busy. But to join an organization like the Knights of Columbus that can help you build a platform for your future, for your retirement, for your children, for your community, for your church, those things are only going to be done by you joining the Knights of Columbus. And it doesn't take a lot of your time. What it takes is the only Catholic organization that ensures unborn children. The only Catholic organization that gives out more than they take in. The only Catholic organization that is standing up for family when we're continuously under fire. The bottom line is, if you're too busy, you're the type of person we want to join the Knights of Columbus. takes their own life automatically go to hell. I'm Father Chris Alar. In 1993, my grandmother took her life, and for years I carried this burden. 
because she committed a grave sin and had no time to repent. But the church states that certain mental conditions may reduce the responsibility of one who takes their own life. You are only eternally lost if you die in an unrepentant state of mortal sin. And for a sin to be mortal, three conditions must be present. And one of those conditions is complete free will. I don't believe many people freely want to take their life. So there is hope for their salvation. To learn more, please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. All right. Uh, thank you, everybody. And I want to thank uh, Bishop John Quinn, who was with us and then had to move on to another matter. Uh, for those who listened... Remember, they have a Mass at 5.15 tonight in the Diocese of Winona, Rochester for that rededication of the Diocese. And he spoke very beautifully about that, the renewal of the consecration, I should say. The renewal of the consecration of the Diocese of Winona, Rochester to the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And this feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary reminds us of the power of the intercession of the Blessed Virgin Mary and how we should consecrate ourselves to her care, as the bishop said, to be covered and protected with her mantle. He said that very beautifully, as well as to beg the Harvest Master for, for uh, vocations. I want to thank him, and I look forward to visiting with him again. So as we wrap up here, I just got some thoughts on this weekend's readings as we prepare uh, to uh, celebrate the 28th Sunday already, the 28th Sunday of Ordinary Time. Remember, we're listening to uh, Cycle B, and as I, as I think about my homily, I, I, I think about uh, the, the, the two words, follow me. I, I think we need to renew those, those words more often in our heart, how, how, our, how our Lord uh, said those words. Uh, in, in fact, uh, the, the first recorded words of our Lord in, in his uh, public ministry uh, given to us in the Gospel of Mark were those two words, follow me. We're listening to the Gospel of Mark at Mass. I have two books uh, here. Uh, I'm holding them now. Uh, they're actually in my in my house. Um, uh, I brought them them over here at Corpus Christi. We have a we have a rectory building project uh, happening uh, from the ground up, and so I've I've moved actually. I've I've moved to the uh, Cathedral District here in Bismarck. I got to commute to work now. Which which is uh, which is different. Uh, it was 61 degrees this morning. It won't be so fun in the winter. But anyway, I, I had in my in my toe uh, these two books on the on the Gospel of Mark. These are my two Bibles, so to speak. When I, when I think about the Gospel of Mark, when I when I write homilies about the Gospel of Mark, um, the, the the first one is uh, uh, by Doctor Leroy Husingay. It's entitled. Loosing, L-O-O-S-I-N-G, Loosing the Lion, Proclaiming the Gospel of Mark by Dr. Leroy Husengay, H-U-I-Z-E-N-G-A. He's a professor here in Bismarck at the University of Mary. The, the, the next Bible I have on the Gospel of Mark is by Dr. Mary Healy. 
I recently brought her in um, as I direct the continuing education for clergy here in the diocese. I brought her in for a, a conference uh, a couple years ago, right after she wrote this book entitled The, the Gospel of Mark, Dr. Mary Healy. The, this is the uh, part of the Catholic commentary on sacred scripture. And um, it's, um, they're, they're very, very good. Um, I've, I've gone through a lot of them, but the, these I, I, I relate. Um, and uh, I, I, ideas of, and, and contrasts in them are, are, are great. Remember the first words in the Gospel of Mark were the words, follow me, of our Lord. And when we turn to John, the last two words are exactly the same. John, John ends his Gospel. The last words of our Lord as found in John are, are the same two words, follow me. And, and many times in between, uh, the Gospels show us our Lord seeing someone and saying those, those words, follow me. I, I think of and I spoke of, I think recently, uh, the, the call of St. Matthew. Uh, and uh, Caravaggio has a, has a painting called um, The Calling of St. Matthew. And it's in the, uh, the, the, the French church in Rome, right off of the Piazza Navona. Uh, pull that up if you're at work right now. Take, take a break. Caravaggio, the call of St. Matthew, I think it's called. And um, which one is Matthew? And then you can also debate which one is our Lord Jesus in Caravaggio's painting. Of, uh, anyway, it's that, it's that moment where Jesus said to, to Matthew, follow me. And um, so he, 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 uh, he says these words, follow me, to, to people of different backgrounds, talents, personalities. There, there, there's no uh, profile where he says the words, follow me. They, they have different strengths. They have different weaknesses. There seems to be no particular type of person who gets called. Um, and, and every disciple in the Gospels receives this personal invitation. He, he, he doesn't take uh, volunteers. Do you remember the story of, of uh, that man whom Jesus had driven out many demons? He pleaded to become part of our Lord's group. But Jesus sent him home to his family. That's how he would follow our Lord, by, by, by going back. Uh, but again, this weekend now, uh, not everyone whom Jesus calls uh, can follow our Lord. Uh, Mark this weekend is going to tell us the story of a man, runs up to Jesus, asks what he must do to get into heaven, what must I do to inherit eternal life, and... Um, we read in Mark that Jesus looked at him with love and said, follow me. But, uh, but because he had many possessions, he was one of the very few called directly by Jesus to be a disciple who, who turned Jesus down. Uh, Pope Francis said, if our hearts are crowded with goods, there will be no room for the Lord, who will become just one thing among the others. He got distracted or faked out by his material possessions and could not respond to follow. So everybody listening to me right now is to hear those words of our Lord, follow me. Follow me today. Believe in me. Uh, let me come into your heart 
and and our and our lord will if we're not if we're not faked out by distractions or or by 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 a heart that as the pope said crowded with too many goods um there will be no room for our lord uh, he he'll just become one one of one thing among the other goods in our hearts we need to be ready to say yes lord i will follow you and i know that you're more important than my boat my house my camper lord my harley davidson is just metal it will come and go all that i have i give to you because you will be forever as we come up on 57 minutes past the hour eli that's a little teaser for this weekend's homily actually at corpus christi to be honest with you let's do a preview of the upcoming show what do you got sure thanks monsignor got a great show coming up tomorrow morning 9 to 11 a.m central here on the real presence radio network that'll be hosted by heather caro and Teresa curley coming to you from sioux falls south dakota they'll talk with dave dusick about the rosary from coast to coast then Father Matt Miller from the Diocese of Duluth will break down the Sacrament of Penance, plus Father Nick Nelson, also from the Diocese of Duluth, will tell us why Catholics honor Mary. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live. That'll be tomorrow, Friday morning, here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you. All right, Eli, I want to thank you again for coming to Bismarck for the last show. Yeah, my pleasure. Um, nice to uh, see you in person again. N- nice to see you. I, I, I said I, I've been visiting with you and working with you and just listening to you. It's the first time I saw you. <laughs> and uh, you, 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 look, you look nothing like I, th- I thought you'd look. That, that's what people say to me a lot. Gee, yeah, you're, I listen to you on the radio. You, look you know, nothing, isn't that the beauty of radio? You, 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 listen, look, you, look, you look nothing <laughs> you like I thought. You listen to people and, and just sort of formulate an idea in I your head of them, like what they look like. I always then, ask them, well, what do you think I would look like? And I said, well, not, not, not like that. So I, I, I stopped the conversation. <laughs> but it was great to have you. Karen, great to have you uh, in my so-called studio here in, in, the, in the office. Thanks for all that you do. And I know that you're putting, uh, you're putting a lot of pieces together for the upcoming banquet. Uh, tell us about that again and, and some of the things you're doing. How do people listen to Steve Ray here in Bismarck or their area? Yeah, so our next banquet here in North Dakota is in Williston, November 9th. Um, and then S- Steve Ray will be here November 29th. Um, go to realpresenceradio.com, register for a table, bring your family, bring your friends. Um, we're looking forward to the event. Monsignor is our MC here in Bismarck, so please join us. I'm looking forward to it. They have a meal? Yes. And we have a speaker? We do. And we're going to be at the event center. Yep. Uh, how many uh, tables do you think, or w- what are your numbers? Here? We're hoping to get um, 100 tables if we can. And yep, that's, that's our goal. And that's how many people? About a uh, thousand? Uh, yeah, eight to a, eight to a table. So that's, yep. it's going to be a nice crowd. We're going to welcome Steve Ray. Above all, it's a time to share our faith and to support the radio station that we love. It's been great to be with you. My name is Monsignor Schumacher. I wish I could host you more often. I hope you have a good rest of your day on this October 7th, this feast day of Our Lady of the Rosary. May she pray for us. May she always lead us to her son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening. This has been Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Real Presence Live brings you inspirational stories of faith and a look at the good and holy things happening in our local area. Weekday mornings from 9 to 11 Central. Tune in for an encore of each show beginning Saturday morning at 6. Get the podcast any time of day or night at yourcatholicradiostation.com or on the Real Presence Radio app. 
And remember, you can be a part of the conversation through Facebook and Twitter. Real Presence Live, local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network.